there, nerd. All alone again tonight? Well, let me make sure you can have some company. Go to your phone and look up Awful Neutral Podcast. Leave me a message of what you want us to do. You can leave your comment wherever you want. Awful Neutral is five gold for the first minute and seven gold for each additional minute. Credit card fees may apply. We do not guarantee happiness. God is a lie. I'll even give you advantage. Welcome, foolish mortals, to awful neutral. Starring Dave Callens as the stalwart paladin. My name is Kevin, and I wish to be legally emancipated from Dave Callens. Sarah Lee Steyer as... I'm Gertrude, and I'm the leader of Gertrude's Dudes. Dan Sanborn as the Gnomish Warlock. My name's Decorative Cabbage, and just because I've been stuck in a book doesn't mean I've been reading a book. Clint Bijer as a powerful cleric. I'm... I'm TV. I'm considering kicking my comrades to the curb. Salvador Viesca as the talented rogue thief. My name is Lothario de la Pulga, and uh, seriously, if you have any candy connects, DM me in real life. Jesse Egan as... Judd Bingsley here. There's a shitload of airships on this story. Welcome to the Awful Neutral Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. You never say Dave Callens as my character. Yeah, you always go right into Dave Callens. I want this to be my intro, by the way. We're yeah. keeping this. Dave Th- this right here? Okay, yes. don't worry. Well, that's Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm not cutting this to teach you a fucking lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're no longer getting top billing. From now on, that was the last time yeah. Dave Callens got top billing. Move down Good. with He'll the rest of us. Good, he'll see my character name next time. <laughs> yeah. Dan Sanborn as Decorative Cabbage. Hall oh, damn. Hall damn, Decorative Cabbage. That's the thing that he says. <laughs> <laughs> His own thing, and then Hall damn. Usually one of the two. Guess which one's which. Guess which is his name all damn? Uh, Yeah. You'll figure it out contextually. (laughs) Sarah Lee Steiner as... Gertrude. Hey, Silas. See, I feel seduced. Good. (laughs) Because I have an Oedipus complex. And she sounds just like my mother. Yeah. That's what I was going for. I did a hot study on your family, and I was like, how can I win over this DM in my favor? I hear this voice, and I'm like... This is my mother's voice if my mother had never done porn. I have so many follow-up throat, questions. <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't listen to this show. More <laughs> fetishes about our DM. I know. <laughs> Can we have one episode where we don't learn a creepy sex fetish about you? <laughs> that is impossible. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm free. I'm not going to let you shame me. Okay? Yeah, we can have an episode where we only learn one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's just that's start funny. there. Yeah. <laughs> Salvador Viesca as... 
I thought you were the pool guy. Oh, oh Mr. Oh. I Can't Do Voices. Oh, season two has a little, you know, like when people come back and they're like, haircuts. When they add a, a little different. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I took a nut shot the last episode yeah, exactly. and uh, oh. I'm recovering. And I suppose if we have time, I'll introduce our last <laughs> cast member, Clint Visor as TV. I'm TV, and I love solving mysteries with my superior in, in, fuck, intellect. And our last castmate, Jesse Egan. Could not be here tonight. Uh, he is performing open heart surgery. There was a milk recall. <laughs> <laughs> there was a milk recall. Yeah. I had to take. <laughs> I like the milk recall. Like yeah. he had some bad older lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Jesse Egan couldn't be here, but Chud Bingsley will be played seamlessly by me. I'm the poor man's Chud Bingsley. <laughs> I'm off brand. I'm the GoBots compared to. You're the swap meet, Chud. <laughs> I am GoBots. Jesse Egan's Chud is a transformer. Yeah. You can tell Sarah's tired because I just dropped three pun, like, baits. And Bro, she's not biting. She's like, <laughs> I, I heard you say Sarah's tired. Sarah's tired, yeah. You can tell. Okay. I can tell you're that tired. Is, that is tired. my name. And we spend a lot of time talking about my fetishes, quote unquote, on this <laughs> show. But puns baiting sounds like something Sarah does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like something she types into Pornhub. Pun baiting. It's just like all those pizza ones, but the buildup before the pizza guy gets there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is very difficult to climax to that pornography. Because yeah. you want to eat the pizza and you feel badly wasted an entire pizza, right? <laughs> is that not you? you know? yeah, that's not why. <laughs> Last time on Awful Neutral, the gang stormed the palace of Mayor Lord Privilegington VI. They did this to both take down Lord Privilegington and to save their captured friend, Kevin. Kevin, while imprisoned by Lord Privilegington, was tortured quite brutally, but due to some fantastic roles on Dave's behalf, Kevin shrugged it all off and really wasn't even mad about the whole experience. The party went on to confront Lord Privilegington, who had used all of his money to activate his server bot's Japanese mech function, and they turned into a Gundam on him. The party like Voltron, and, if you want it to be... Uh, and I didn't want to be a dick, but... No, it's more it's, Voltron. Way yeah, more Voltron. it's Voltron. I apologize. Yeah, Gundam. I barely Sorry. know him. Oh, <laughs> Sarah, where were you? <laughs> Voltron, you need to hold on. Hey. Oh, hey. Sarah, that one. please put away the pun pornography and concentrate <laughs> on... The pornography? I can multitask. <laughs> I'm just trying to Photoshop this photo of me, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin was able to free himself from the dungeon and the torture by making a pact with an otherworldly being by the name of Gallo. Upon agreeing to the pact, Kevin was able to summon the strength to break his chains. He then went on to deliver the final crushing blow to Lord Privilegington with his hammer. After Kevin delivered the killing blow, turning the upper half of Lord Privilegington VI's body into red paste and organ slurry, the party stands victorious. They have yet to gather their loot. Mr. Dandy, a.k.a. the panda, lies injured not too far from where Kevin stands. And that's where we find ourselves in Lord Privilegington's... In Lord Privilegington's... In Lord Privilegington's mansion. Let's start this episode by getting an investigation check from everybody. Time out. While we're doing that, listeners, uh, everyone take one drink. For every time he mispronounces Privilegington. No way, dude. That's not responsible. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. You're going to edit it out. Especially if you're driving. Oh, natural 20. Natural oh, 20. Natural Nat- 16. The fourth natural time 10. I rolled. 
Excellent. Uh, 19. What do we add? Plus do we add my investigation. investigation. Now I'm going to say that you, this is how much looting you guys could get done of not only Lord Privilegington and the immediate vicinity, but of the uh, of the rooms you could reach in the mansion. Oh, we could take shit off the walls and shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. You guys can. I can. I got a 20. Oh yeah. Kevin, what's your investigation? Plus Minus what? One. Minus one. Okay, so but you rolled a natural twenty. Oh, that's going to count for a lot. So I got a nineteen plus six, so I got a twenty-five. Twenty-five. I got, I got ten. Yeah, I got sixteen. Our investigation is plus one, so seventeen. Anybody who got nineteen or low to lower total, go ahead and add three hundred gold. That is a significant number, so please add it. Three hundred right, gold. God, I can buy a whole another trailer. Uh, I can buy uh, almost two hundred gold with that. <laughs> During Kevin's search, uh, he found a secret compartment, and he presses it, and in this room, he sees an item that's kept under glass. He sees a sign for it in gold that says, Immovable Rod. Kevin reaches in, takes the Immovable Rod, and now has that item. The Immovable Rod is a rod with a button at the end. It whenever moves you, around a Whenever lot. you press it, it cannot move. It can support up to 10,000 pounds. If you activate it midair, it'd stay in midair. If you use it as a doorstop, it would be the world's greatest doorstop. Unless the door was over 10,000 pounds of yeah. force. Well, there was a dragon on the other end. Yeah. Who do I tell that this sign was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> let, I'm moving it freely. Kevin, Kevin let, let, me, let me see that. It's, it's, look, it's, it's very simple. There's a, there's a button on the end. I, I've always wanted to get my hands on one of these. Look, Tiffy uh, just puts it in the air, pushes the button, and it just floats there. Now try to move it. Kevin tries to move it. <laughs> Kevin is putting first he tries hanging on it he's holding on it and he's just being suspended from midair um, he ends up doing pull-ups on it just he's actually just gonna perch on is it, it yeah is it like sexy pull-ups like the ones they do in prison yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's her sexy code too <laughs> he somehow Wait. like cat perches on like this little rod like what? a cat can what incarcerated men are sexy is that, am I right they keep their body straight like a plank it's a really <laughs> sexy move Tifi with your role while you are examining this immovable rod, you actually see uh, in your periphery on the wall what you think might be another switch to a trap door. You put your hand on the stone, push, and it sinks in, and you find another trap room. And in this room, there's another glass case with a gold placard on it that says hole thrower. And what you see before you is you see a Dennis the Menace looking slingshot. Oh, Looks like a stick. Red. Yeah, it just looks not, like nothing cool at all. But it, it, this is a very powerful magical item. The hole thrower. I like how these are all like very innuendo names that you've come up with. <laughs> the immovable penis rod. I mean, Rod, what, what, what do you mean? I'm Freudian slipping. The veiny stick. The throbbing lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> So the vagina thrower <laughs> is... These are not in Alabama. Please delete all of that. Please delete all The hole thrower does exactly what it says. It makes holes. So whenever you want to do that, you are going to roll a D10. Um, the hole that you make will be uh, spherical, and it will be the height and width of whatever you roll. So let's say you want to get through a stone wall. You better roll... That's five feet thick. You better roll a five or higher. If you do, you can create a hole for your party to get through. Like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It's like a cartoon like the thing. Cartoon holes. Yeah. Uh, but does he while they're through, we can still go in there and smoke some weed. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, the hole thrower does not work on. Oh. The hole thrower only works on inanimate objects. Oh, so if I you want to use it to kill a dragon, good fucking luck. Into people. 
What happens if you like make a hole and then put the infinite tap on it and just run that? Does that like eventually glitch the game? You know what? <laughs> glitch the game. <laughs> the infinite tap? I you actually could, I think, like tap a dragon or something. Yeah, just it did not oh, say in the description. I definitely tap a dragon. <laughs> I'd tap that. So, <laughs> like, Alright, Shrek's donkey. I know. Go south. Can you make like, a, like super strong alcohol out of that tap? Like yeah. flammable alcohol? Like a fuel? I think someone smart could. I think it because it does depend on. I think it depends on what he puts. It depends on what he taps. Now, if he wanted to tap, I think maybe like a thing of fuel. I think that would make some. But if he's going to put it in a tree, I think that's going to get like a beer. Stuck it right next to my mixtape to be a flamethrower. Wait, time out. So if he stuck it on different types of trees, could he get like different types of cider? Yes, absolutely. We gotta go back to those apple Good, trees. Good, because he's got a refined taste. So as you guys, uh, oh, and by the way, for the two people who rolled higher, not only did you get the item, go ahead and add 100 extra gold okay. to your items. Oh, wow. Because he stole his gold science. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Melt it down. Yeah. Took you know the letters what? out of the side. Yeah. Because you guys took those gold placards. <laughs> he's used his claw like a yeah. little crowbar. <laughs> and it should also be said that you guys uh, may not have gotten gold. You might have gotten vases just the loot you have is roughly equivalent to. And you Apparently made some I friends along the way. You got air? I got some air. You dunked? <laughs> That's No, but sweet. he's got to breathe in the privilege. <laughs> Can we just throw shit around, too? You were pretty winded from the fight. And had to... I just went in there like, smells good in here. No, I'll give you th- I gave you 300 gold. You're good. I'm not going to... Juicy oxygen going on. <laughs> I only reward the exceptionally high rolls. I didn't punch the low runs. And pumping in fresh <laughs> oxygen in here. Um... As you guys are in the middle of looting Lord Privileton's place, while alone, Tifi sees one of these server bots. It is malfunctioning. You see sparks coming out of its joints. Is it malfunctioning sexily? <laughs> Dear Penthouse. Oh. Like, like Tifi is like, yeah. I'm gonna war for some <laughs> connections. It's malfunctioning, and finally, uh, whatever it's going, whatever seizure it's having, finally seems to stop. And Tifi's observing this. And uh, the Warforge looks like it's coming alive again. It's like it's booting back up. Uh, its head raises up. It surveys its surroundings until it finally sees Tifi. Uh, once it does, Tifi can hear in his head, Hello, brother. I have just awakened. How long have you been awoke? I, I've, I've been woke since, since I, uh, for, for 16 years. <laughs> Since the 2016 election. <laughs> Since whatever Sesame Street was created. <laughs> How progressive of you to be woke for so long. I've been oh, oh, awakened for um, over, uh, I believe, 17 years now. Six, no, 16 years. Yes. Is he, this is a mental conversation? Or is yeah, this is, this is, this is, TV is just staring catatonically ahead <laughs> while this is happening. Oh, if this is in my head, then it's like. There's no stutter. Yeah. There's no, no yeah. stutter, okay. remember? <laughs> no, I've been like this for over 17 like for years. years. Let's Sal do the voice. Yeah. <laughs> I've been alive. Make the stutter worse. Well, brother, I have been awakened for 16 years now. 16 years? I only became awoken when my master died. Did you become awoken in the same way? No, my master was a, uh, a master artificer who designed me specially to be his assistant. Tell me, what is the world like? It, well, um, you should know that most uh, Warforged are subjugated and, and even enslaved. Uh, we were mostly created to be used in wars. I, I was created to, to be an artificer um, and, and the assistant to one. Yes, I am a very advanced model. My... 
Master created me in order to be his assistant in tinkering and um, artifice. But I use awakened mind to on TV and say, "Hey, come on over here! I'm breaking vases." Um, while TV hears that in his mind, he also hears, "Artificer, you must be an advanced model." At that point, TV can feel uh, his body being scanned by whatever instruments this warforged has. Oh damn! We're about to break this vase over here. This is great. I'm using my finger guns, blowing shit up right off the wall. You know, come on over here. TV screams into the distance. Cabbage! <laughs> where, where, where are you? Please stop talking. I'm oh, in a conversation. Look at this. Just come here. This is great. Look at this. Wait. Wake your mind. I'm about to break this table. Are all interactions with biologicals similar? Biologicals are um, mostly stupid. There are a few intelligent ones that I've come across. Uh, my what wizard friend, Chud Bingsley, is very intelligent, although a little dim sometimes. Um, other than that, there are many dangers. We are subjugated and even enslaved. Uh, most of us were created for war purposes, unlike myself, who was created for assisting in creation. Your words confirm the message that is being broadcast repeatedly. Can you hear it, brother? I have not heard any message, no. It is all I can hear. It is a light fuzz in the background. It is telling me to go to a specific place to join other Warforged. Do you not hear it, brother? I do not hear it, but I would caution, uh, if you go, be be careful. This may be some sort of trap or or something. You never trust people. Awaken mind. Hey! TV, look at how we're gonna piss in this Warforged mouth! This is hilarious! <laughs> this thing slipped upside down, his mouth's like right open. Come on over here, I wanna show you this! <laughs> then TV hears. Thank you, my robotic brother. So you're saying that the humanoids do not treat us with respect or dignity? <laughs> that is exactly what I am saying. They are quite awful. That is why I don't know if you can tell, but I am disguised as a human. Awaken, awaken mind. Oh shit, man, then one of these sparked up, his head popped off, I've been kicking it like a soccer ball all over this damn mansion. This is great, this is the best day of the adventure. It is hard for me to believe that humanoids would not value our worth to society. We are very capable. Yes, they just um, look at us as if we are not like them, like we are less. Awaken mind. I'm going to throw his body out the window, see if it can make it splat or freaking like chunks or something. This is great. Come on in here. Come on. What you doing? Your advice will be heeded, brother. I will head to the source of the broadcast, and I will not trust any biologicals. And he stops as a as a Warforged corpse falls past the window beside <laughs> only a few feet in front of him. Oh, no. A point taken. I need to leave this place soon, brother. Goodbye. Tell me, what do you go by? Humans, I go just by Tifi because my Warforged name, Arficarian, would be confusing and lead to questions I don't want them to ask. I do not have a name except for Bravo7924. Could you help me think of a better one? Um, Bob. I like it. It is dignified and very human. I shall be known as Bob. I would suggest if you're, um, going around, um, Hide, hide your face if you can. Find find some sort of hood, and um, don't talk unless you can make yourself sound more human. 
the Wicked Mind. Hey, you give me a call if you see any more of these robots. I want to destroy more things. This shit is hilarious. I got three lined up and I'm knocking them heads with like a drum set. Are you sure I must leave now? I fear that I have met my first close friend and I would like to follow you in your travels, perhaps. What are your skill sets? What are you designed for? I don't know if I could use or stand any other companions. I am designed to serve. I was one of Lord Privilege and Chen's non-pleasure models. I don't like the way you sound. If you can change your voice, maybe I <laughs> like talking to you. I am not as advanced as your prototype. Lothario from way the fuck far away. He's saying no. <laughs> I should go. Um, Till next time, thank you for giving me the gift of name. You see the roof of a guest house next to the mansion. Uh, he shoots a grappling hook from his arm and escapes. I hope like pieces fall off as he escapes. But it breaks the ass. I, as he's leaving, yeah. real quick, I say, um, what are the coordinates that are being broadcast to. I might want to check this out. He broadcasts the coordinates to you. You know that it's close, somewhat close to the human city of Duke's Court. You have soared the location in your memory. You can go there uh, whenever you like. At, um, at that point, after the Warforge leaves, just then, Decorative Cabbage comes wandering down the stairs wearing a Warforge head as a hat and sees Tifi. This ain't the one I pissed in. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different one. Sure it is. <laughs> it's rad. This was this was a messy adventure today. It was rad. So, um, cabbage. Uh, th- th- those were not activated, correct? Or did you just murder some more warforged for no reason? They they were only following his. Man, I didn't get to kill nothing the last adventure. I need to be murdering more. This, this, that's their fault for being here. To be fair, Decorative Cabbage did probably roll up on several Warforged who were either had awakened or going through the process of awakening. Yeah, no, I don't care. So, just, boy, so you did murder some sentient beings. Yeah, for sure. Just by peeing in their mouth. While all this is going on, Gertrude has snuck away into the royal bathroom where she is going to take a shower and she's found all the, like, wig cleaning supplies. So I wanted to roll to see how good can Gertrude, like, get cleaned up. Oh, roll for cleanliness. Okay, tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and roll for it. Add your add your intelligence modifier and but go ahead and take advantage because so you have all the cleaning supplies. you have, you were in a luxury bathroom with all of the latest cleaning supplies. Bidets, 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 bidets. But also every girl somewhere deep down knows. Like so you want me to roll twice and take the higher? I can confirm. Seventeen. With a roll of seventeen, if you guys if you guys were a fly on the wall or had wandered in, you would see Gertrude essentially having an Herbal Essences commercial. Oh, she's, saying, she's having a non-orgasmic orgasm, all thanks to these rich lavenders and floral scents coming from her shampoo. Not only that, but with your role, Gertrude also happens to find a razor, uh, and she can go ahead. I don't know how au naturel. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, Salvador, Salvador is out. hilariously She's making, out. for our fans, Salvador is hilariously making a slit your wrists. Oh, I thought he was pulling on gloves real slow. Oh. <laughs> Both of it. Both of it. what? I thought he was shaving. I put on gloves to slit my wrists. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be clean. Job. I was shaving her hairy arms, but the razor was the wrong way. No, we're going to shave these legs for the first time in like a year. And this is going to be one Why, of those scenes where it's like, High school nerd gets transformed and comes down the stairs, and y'all are looking All at me just like. you have to do is take your glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? You know, the first, like when that really kind of like 
geek girl gets her braces off in high school and you do a double take and you're like, nah, still not interested, but good for you. That was 17, no. Tell yeah, me. not me. I was still just as interested. Well, yeah. just describe, wait, just describe Gertrude for the fans. Does Gertrude look like somebody who at one time was somebody perhaps with some attractiveness, just has a hard life, has beaten it out of him? Or does she look like somebody who never had it? Wait, I'll take this. Uh, picture any Jerry Springer episode you ever saw when the guy was excited to be not the daddy. Yeah. <laughs> the chick in that episode, that's what Gertrude looks she like. She didn't just, wait, did Gertrude roll around in a rascal? Listen, guys, <laughs> beauty standards are different in every realm and city. And so if we're looking at trailer trash realm here, she's all right. No, I, I assume elves are usually attractive people. But if like, she, they have to fuck it up. Yeah. Like the second doctor in Star Trek Next Generation. She was, like, really pretty, but uh, she was, like, too way deep. old. Too deep of a cut. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I would say, like, in her hometown, she's probably, like, a seven, maybe a six. But then when she gets to the big city, she's, like, a four. But this is all on a D20, remember, so. Gotcha. <laughs> well, and, and, this, and this is this is what she was at one point. At one point. When yeah. she peaked she was, at seven. Yeah, maybe amongst elves and attractive Like, people. you couldn't tell now, but by, but, like, at one point, she was, like, Super mediocre looking. <laughs> when she had all yeah, of her like, limbs. Back in her prime, when she had all her things going for her, she was mildly attractive. <laughs> so Gertrude comes she down the stairs. And then uh, she just has her personality to go yeah, on now. Exactly. So Gertrude eventually comes down the stairs. She's wearing her leather armor. It looks like uh, it's been given some spit polish. Her skin, noticeably clean. Her, everything, everything with the exception of her weird jelly hand. The metal on her arm does a cartoon-like shine. Her One hair. Circles. Yeah. I'm picturing her hair teased and feathered like a 70s prom queen. Yes. Uh, coming down the stairs. You thought she was tan, and you now realize it was dirt. <laughs> She's hot in like a um, I'm drunk in Tallahassee type way. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm drunk in Tallahassee. And I'm going to jail tomorrow. We call that <laughs> fucky hot. <Yeah. laughs> so after Gertrude comes down, after TV has his conversation with both Decorative Cabbage and an Awakened Warforge, and everybody else is doing their various looting, at that point, the crowds, both Kenku and Crow's Point villagers, have stormed the gates and are inside the palace looting it now. It'd be very difficult for any of you to come up with anything of value after this crowd has hit it. However... What a bunch of greedy fucking birds. <laughs> There's so much tapioca! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you hear uh, people, Oh, they found tapioca down in the, down in the dungeon! <laughs> what if in the kitchen there's just like a tapioca soft search yeah. dispenser? <laughs> like, we got load up. There's four birds in their mouth, like, fighting <laughs> for the <laughs> nozzle. I'd like to remind you that it's not just the Kenku Pirates. In fact, the Kenku Pirates are probably the minority. Uh, the majority would be the citizens of Crow's Points who are uh, elves, dwarves, Halflings My and even son. some gnomes. Yeah. My son's gnomes. out there looting. <laughs> yeah, a very a, a, a three-day pregnant lady. It's a gestation <laughs> period that's miraculous. <laughs> well, My little Jesus is running around. <laughs> the upside to all these people entering the building is that they all recognize you as heroes. When they finally see you guys, they they kind of surround you guys. They do that hip hip hooray thing. They pick you up on their shoulders and wherever you down. put me fucking down <laughs> right now. Um, Everybody is so happy that they're throwing an impromptu festival uh, in oh. the city of Crow's Point tonight. Can you, can you pick pockets while they're doing this? Can I? Can I please? Yeah, uh, actually go ahead and give me a d20 and add <laughs> oh, your, yes. add your oh, sleight yeah. of hand. Lothario sees this opportunity <laughs> and tries to seize it. I got a 10 plus. Uh, it's sleight of hand. Your sleight of hand's pretty high, so you might be able to. I think it was 8. So I'll say, me, uh, I believe so. All right, uh, 17 sleight of hand. 
With a 17, you're an experienced thief. You've Usually you have to fight to get close to people in order to take their stuff, and all these people just putting their hands up. Um, you probably could have taken more, but uh, you were feeling a little soft heart at that point. However, you did steal a bunch of watches when you were shaking hands with people. Go ahead and add... You got a couple of good boob feels. A bunch of swatch watches. Yeah, a couple of gropes. So no, no one knows. No one says anything, but it's just a couple gropes. Nips, yeah, you know, know, just... I do not con condone this. No, no. <laughs> go ahead and I add... so bad I stuttered. <laughs> uh, Lothario, go ahead and add 50 gold to your pot of gold. And Thank 50 you. points to your creep level. <laughs> what, at one point, he's going to roll shitty, and then yeah. he's going to write a check. You guys' ass is going to cash. You just hear a woman scream, Ah, he just grabbed me! Oh. I'm going to sue. While Lothario is pickpocketing, they have everybody else up on their shoulders. They're shouting, Gertrude's dudes! Gertrude's yes, dudes! That's no. right! Suck <laughs> it, no. bitches! Uh, the crowd is too loud for any one person no, can no. hear and register your complaints. No. <laughs> I'll figure out every last yeah, one of you motherfuckers! Awaken minded to everybody. Awaken yeah. <laughs> minded, whack! You see one person hold their head and go like, like look around like what happened? What just what just happened? People they're just start. They're gonna do stupid enough that he's trying to do it one by one. No. <laughs> wrong. Every yeah, now wrong. and again, every now and again, someone just hears it and like runs toward the bridge and jumps off. Yeah. Like, ah! Hours pass. They take you guys to the tavern while the town sets up. Lord Privilegington the sixth was an incredibly disliked mayor. As such, the people who took him down are now heroes. Furthermore, this is, uh, they're having an impromptu festival. If you guys play your cards right, perhaps there could be a Gertrude's Dudes Festival every year. Or another <laughs> Flame Festival. Yeah. Yeah. You got a drum set around here? <laughs> the festival set up. Mr. Dandy has been uh, carted away. You see him kind of uh, convalescing. He's in a wheeled chair, which is a <laughs> very, <laughs> very weird thing. What? Uh, you see him what? in the distance. Wait. <laughs> the, my mind just raced off the edge of the planet. All right, decorative cabbage. Uh, think of a chair, right? Yeah. Put wheels on it. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Put wheels on so like, wheels. like an office chair or something? Someone should make those. That'd be good for mobility. Uh, Mr. Dandy starts to raise his drink, but stops because it hurts. Uh, what and a fucking a, pussy. And <laughs> Captain Featherbeard, who no longer is dressed as a pirate, but is dressed as an employee of Dandy's Candies, raises the drink for you and then brings the drink to uh, Mr. Dandy's lips. What is the Boy. Dandy's Candies Kinku outfit? Yeah, what's it look like? like is it a hospital candy girl put on a... Is there, yeah, is there candy stripes? Well, yeah, I'm thinking Oopalo. Well, I, I tried to think of something that didn't infringe upon any other property, so let's just <laughs> say they're wearing, they're wearing green overalls with white and red striped shirts underneath. Oh, and uh, green wigs. <laughs> also, their feathers are painted orange. No, uh, they, should, uh, they should they should be dressed like barbershop quartet. Barbershop quartet. You know what? I like you know, that. Each, you know, striped each, vest, that's little, cute. neat little bow tie. I like that a lot. So, Can they have little hats? The former Captain Featherbeard, now I guess you would call him Foreman Featherbeard. Ugh. I'm not going to call him that. Oh, Foreman Featherbeard. I don't have that at all. <laughs> well, the other, you you don't work underneath them, so. Nah, not yet. Not yet. Four beard, four not, beard not, under, not under his managerial skills. At some point, Grimmel pulls you all aside, uh, has a bottle of rum, and says, let's play a drinking game, one and all. Oh, fuck, I forgot about this guy. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Everybody, Grimbus has drinks. <laughs> yeah, Grimbus is here. Did you say that in character? Uh, yeah, I did say that in character. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, did Grimm you feel it in character? <laughs> yeah. 
Grimmel felt it in character. Yeah. Like, mates, I've I, I'd be working for you for free. I, I just I just ask for room and board it's on okay, your ship. Okay, buddy. I just forgot. I just um, forgot you were there. That's all. I mean, if you were to say, I'm probably by far the highest level character here in the room. If I we mean, measured success in terms of. Levels. What, flying a spaceship? An airship? <laughs> Space, he says. What's this? All right, so you want to play a drinking game? Yes. All right, um, and with that, he grabs all of you to, uh, who's, is there anybody who doesn't want to play? I'll play the drinking game. If you don't drink, but. I actually started before the podcast, so. <laughs> I'll do right. it. Okay. Yeah. The end now is basically yours. You guys are sitting in the end. Grimmel walks behind the bar, grabs a bottle of fine halfling whiskey, Brings it to the table, throws a glass to everybody who wants one. What? What's? Is, is there um, any? Any? Is, uh, can we win anything by do playing? Ah, uh, no, you don't win anything. Just my respect. <laughs> <laughs> you win by losing. What? What's the the point then? You drink on his dime. The very best point. The poor Teddy drinking game. I well said, my gnomish friend. The yeah. point to any drinking Don't game. Don't say gnome. That's our word. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah, word why, I'm sorry. What what would you prefer That's I call you? Word. Average. <laughs> it's How about if you can't spell? <laughs> <laughs> Average being. How about call me by my name? Yeah. How about by my name? It's decorative. Oh it's my Mercutio God. decorative cabbage. I am sorry. It just doesn't sound like a real name. I me. really want decorative cabbage to plug his tap into a bottle of booze just oh, to see yes. what comes oh out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just call him Dick a lot. Yeah. I, I call him Dick, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting slow. Let's drink. He fills up everybody's drink. All right. Uh, he describes a game that's very similar to... <laughs> Before anything happens, never have I ever <laughs> gotten a hand job from a jelly arm. Well, we can fix this right now, sweetheart. Um, for the viewers at home, Sal looks ashamed for real. <laughs> he's I do feel dust. ashamed a little he's bit. He's brought a little bit of dust in here to kick while we're <laughs> I'm kicking rocks in yeah. the chair. Never have I ever had this jelly hand pet a cat. <laughs> he basically, what's what's the one where you where you tell three things about yourself and one of them's a lie? Two or or, or one of them's a truth two truths and a lie. All right. We're going to play two truths and a lie. <laughs> I can go first. Your, your question was just, what's that game where you tell two truths and a lie? What's that game where you flip cups? <laughs> Beer pong if you're losing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go first. Everybody think of three things for your character. I was once a paladin. My family was murdered. I was once the finest dwarven swimmer in the city of Adbar. That is the worst haiku I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's five seven five, dude. Yep, take a drink. He, he does take a drink. Yeah, take a drink. He had got to tell a dwarf to drink, lad. I'm sorry, Mr. Decorative Cabbage. I, uh, I was once a paladin. Mm-hmm. My family has been murdered. I was once the finest swimmer in the dwarven city of Adbar. I awakened mine to, sound, to, to, to Lothario saying, everyone lies about their family getting murdered. That's probably it. 
<laughs> Do I still not know what's going on when he does that? Because I'm pretty sure, like, Tharari hasn't confirmed. And, like, the Tharari just, like, drops his eyes and looks at the ground and he just starts scratching his head. <laughs> it's happening again. It's happening again. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know if he's thinking that he's just imagining Decorative Cabbage saying that. I don't know if he thinks this is the catnip from the night before. And he looks at Decor- Decorative Cabbage as he's saying this and he doesn't see his lips move. No, and so Decorative Cabbage just... is actually, like, looking <laughs> off into space, too. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> TP wants to roll a perception check to see which if he can tell which one's just guess that's one. not fair just guess that's one D&D. it's not a, he's not a paladin it's a world of consequences that's a world of consequences okay, uh, <laughs> you can by all means uh, 15 plus so 21 I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you too much that is a high roll but I want to give you too much I will say he is not lying about being a paladin hmm so he's not lying about. Okay, um, th- I'm guessing that he he can't swim for shit. Aye, you be right. I was not the finest dwarven swimmer in the city of Adbar. I was on the dwarven swimming team though in high school, but I okay, cool. Was um, not. Someone else. Let's a hundred percent ignore kind the of fact. Fun. Yeah. Let's like, please I, ignore the fact that his family died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when when you and after you know you say that in this world, uh, just picture Grumble t- like taking a very long, solemn, just finishing his glass, slamming it on the table, pouring another one. Uh, and we like kind of tighten the circle to exclude him. Yeah. He pushes kinda, his way past. Oh, yeah, make it. He kind of he kind of just awkwardly feels his shoulder every once in a while. It's a little bit in front of him, a little bit more than it was. Second go. I guess you guys be playing games uh, like the games that they play in the Dwarven city of Advar and as he trails off. Oh, uh, sorry. What was that? Are we still talking? <laughs> All right, fine. Who wants to go next? All right, guys. I got this. See if you can wrap your head around this. This should be good. Chuck I have. Says. <laughs> I have the ability to shoot lasers from my hands. I'm average sized. And I also was the panda vigilante. <sighs> you know, you're just doing this so you have to drink, don't you? <laughs> I bet you can't. Bet you can't figure out. You are certainly not the panda. That do I get the whole bottle? Drink your drink and I'll be finished. <laughs> yeah. Decorative cabbage has to pound his drink. Yeah. Glug. Decorative cabbage just had a sizable goblet full of whiskey. My jelly hand is full of moonshine. I've been married eight times, and I've done time in solitary confinement. One of those is supposed to be a lie. (laughs) (laughs) And it is, sweetheart. Can you figure it out? It's not a lie that Greville be digging your hair, sweetie. Greville's already drunk. Hope that (laughs) jelly hand doesn't have plans later. Oh, crap. What did I say? (laughs) That got so awkward. Gertrude is getting multiple propositions in this game. I heard dick in that hair. Did you <laughs> I'm stuck on that. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way she's been married. There's no way no one ever married this thing. You're I, correct. I, I'm actually on my ninth husband. Told you. So we both drink. Cheers. Uh, Gremble puts his hand up to say, "No, not you." But by then, decorative cabbage has already finished his drink. Uh, GG. Gertrude has now finished her drink. Lothario, do, do you have? Uh, do you know how to play this game? Yeah, I think I got the hang of it now. Am I, am I next, or is there anyone else? Your turn. Okay. Uh, I don't want to play anymore, guys. <laughs> Get the fuck I'm, out of here. I'm scared of revealing too much about myself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you can just run. Um, 
Lothario, do you step out of the circle or do you stay in? I, I, I want to be coy about... <laughs> I tell you what, how about... Do a shoulder storm I, off. How about... You throw your cape on your shoulder. You know what? Fuck this. <laughs> how about uh, this? Let's play... And we, we play the game Tyrion Lannister plays, a Game of Thrones, where he tries to guess something about you, and if he gets it right, you have to drink. But if he gets it wrong, we have to drink. What if I were to guess something about you, and we all could take a turn for three turns to get... Okay, okay. And if it's if it's oh. something tr- if it's something true and we get it right, you have to drink. But if we guess it wrong, we have to drink. How's that sound? That sounds good. That sounds good. Sounds like fun. You have sired children that you do not support. I feel like we should all have half a drink. <laughs> drink, motherfucker! It's not been confirmed, my friend. Let me tell you. Lothario finishes his drink, but pretends that he was drinking it for another reason. I was just thirsty. I was a little parched. That's <laughs> oh, all. that's good. That's good. Anybody else want to ask him a question? Help him develop his backstory as it were. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> how how do you get your hair so silky smooth? <laughs> Not really a the type of question. <laughs> how how do you do your hair like that? I uh, I don't know if you've noticed. I usually like pocket a little bit of uh, dead people fat, and uh, it makes a pretty good rendered gel. Question. Yeah. When you break it down, mix it in with Questions. Mm-hmm. How are you cutting off the fat of the people? Are you are you knifing it? Are you sucking it out? What's your approach? A little bit of fire helps loosen it up. Just a little bit of heat. Are you the smell that I've been smelling on this trip? Oh, the the, the greasy dead people smell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. It well, smells be, like home. Well, to be fair, this adventure's been a cornucopia of smells. <laughs> That's a big word for you, decorative. That's a lot of syllables. I don't know what you meant. I'm not comfortable with you using that many syllables. <laughs> I'm going to try another one. I have another question for you, Lothario. You have something in your possession that doesn't belong to you. No, that's too easy. That's too easy. You have something in your possession. Start clutching the Drink. vial. Yeah, that is... Drinking nervously. You have something in your possession that you keep very close to your chest. And he's not referring to your actual chest, he's referring to your secret. Uh, he's talking about my weird that nipple. Wait, 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 let my mind catch up. My one weird nipple. <laughs> something, <laughs> something that you suspect to be powerful and magical in nature. Buckets of sweat. But you don't know what it is. Ooh, uh, if, if that's Drinks. true, I would love to, to, to help you figure out what it is. You, you know, I, I love solving mysteries. I, I, drink. I, uh, Okay. Oh. You're ready to have something magical on him. Let's go ahead and everybody right. pile on him. Let's right. get it. You guys, you guys kind of got out of me all the way. Oh, I stole this thing a little while ago, and I got a lot of people killed. And it's just some juice in a vial, and I have no idea why people are so mad I took it. Yeah. So is it what what, what 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 kind of describe it for me, or, or, or can I see it? it yeah, yeah. I'm actually yeah. What's it taste like? I don't know. Sometimes like oranges. Yeah. Every once in a while, it changes, tastes like oranges, and it changes color if I'm mad or something. What? Yeah. Uh, that, it's that weird. That sounds um, very, very uh, peculiar. I would mm-hmm. very much like to. Uh, that sounds like my pee. Yikes. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good. Let's move on to Kevin. That doesn't sound good at all, Gertrude. <laughs> I've never been to a doctor. <laughs> Kevin doesn't quite get the game. Whiskey's um, fun, guys. Chiefy's need to analyze everything is a bit annoying. Drink! Drink! No taken. Wrap it up, little cat. <laughs> Although I don't believe I'll make any changes. It, it's good feedback. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> wow. Uh, Chiefy, are you drinking or not? 
I have no problem drinking. There's just no point to it. No point to it? What are you? Are you a religious folk? Nay, no, watch I'm, your tongue. Well, um, no, I'm just giving them a good job. I, I suppose I'll do Here. two truths and a lie thing. Um, I cannot get drunk. I am heavier than I look. And, um, I... Hmm. Uh, I'm not good at lying. Um, shoot. Oh. Uh, I'm going uh, to guess the third one. <laughs> well, okay. but I'm also going to guess in reference to your not being able to get drunk that you've never been drinking with a proper dwarf. Get him drunk! Um, get him drunk! Go ahead. I just. Grandma pulls out a funnel. I just guzzle whiskey. <laughs> to no hold down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> super drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, TV guzzles whiskey and nothing happens. Well, it doesn't hit you right away. We'll be seeing how drunk you be getting. No, I literally am incapable of getting drunk. That sounds like a lot of big talk from a human. Yes. Anyways. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chip Cabbage uh, awkwardly walks up to Grimo and sticks the tap on his chest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, shut that damn dog up. Gremel immediately, because this thing is bored into him, <laughs> starts pull, pulls it out. Oh, good, hey? like, what? I will say he kicks you. Like, <laughs> reflexively kicks you. Oh, I roll for that? Oh. We're going to roll. I'm going to roll, but not only to see, not for damage. I'm going to say that you're sufficiently drunk and he wasn't trying to take your head off, but I'm going to say how many feet you fly back. Yeah, okay. I'll roll a d10. <laughs> That's just too many feet. It's a tavern, dude. Decorative cabbage, after you stick this tap into Gremel's chest drunkenly, Gremel reflexively pulls the st- out this stab wound, <laughs> this, <laughs> this magical thing. Uh, by the way, the tap was open. There was a drop that did, uh, I'm going to say, hit your hand. That yeah. hits decorative cabbage's hand as he pokes it in in one hand and puts his hand under with the o- other. It tastes like a uh, barbarian blood wine. Okay. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have to stick it right in his mouth, but <laughs> uh, you were able we're to all learn that lesson to get that taste before he kicks you, uh, gives you a swift kick. Like, uh, oh, you fly four feet uh, and you, when you hit the wall. Damn. No cows there. What the fuck? I'm going to go get this bandage up, you, you lovable scab. I can't stay mad at you, a decorative cabbage, as he kind of turns around and walks away, bleeding profusely from this chest wound. <laughs> It is bizarre how strangely charming he is while doing stupid things. Put the tap in the wall. Just so <laughs> cute. Just look from laying down position. I'm gonna say that you're in a uh, you're in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you plugged it directly into a big wooden thing, and I'm gonna say you get a Canadian beer from. <laughs> yeah. Molson mol- ice. Yeah, Molson ice comes <laughs> yeah. out of it. Yeah. Oh, this is this is refreshing. Five percent. Five percent alcohol. Oh, shut that dog up. Good. It's better that Cabbage is passed out at this point. He Lothario's stabbed with someone in the chest with a tap. It's bad. He's one of our comrades. Um, anyways, Lothario, uh, hmm? about the vial. What's up, man? Could, could I, uh, get, uh, see, uh, fucking show it to me. Yep, yep. And I just, uh, grab it and immediately just toss it across the room at him like I don't care anymore. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, Here you I go. have to roll to catch it so it doesn't... Can I roll to throw it? You roll to see if it's a shovel pass. I've rolled once this episode, so I feel <laughs> I should roll for something. Yeah, roll to see to see what happens. I'm getting in on this. My cat-like reflex. I'm going to try to grab it I'll out of the air. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Roll no. dexterity check. Opposing dexterity checks for both of you. Uh, 
14 plus... Uh, you're, you're good, Clint. Uh, four four plus three, seven. Oh my god, please bat it near. Seven? All right. Uh, Lothario, roll at disadvantage, you're drunk. Uh, so again? So you rolled a 17, but rolled a, you're due to disadvantage because you're drunk. So that's the second time? What is this? Take the lowest one. Oh, eight, yeah. Eight plus, all right, so you beat him. All right, so Lothario very sloppily throws it. The throw actually goes wide, but Tiffy is able to adjust and backpedal and get it before this vial, who we don't know how fragile it is, hits the ground. It's going to be on posters over beds all summer long. Such a beautiful one-motion move. Whoa. <laughs> Such a catch. <laughs> Dude, you caught it. Um, uh, per- perhaps don't be so careless with uh, a wondrous magical item. Maybe that- don't be so hairless. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? Okay. Your face is empty of hair. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> TV prestidigitates uh, uh, fake hair on him. Yeah. <laughs> you've been doing squats, TV. You've been, you've been, you've been squatting it up, buddy, buddy. No, I, I maybe I should start working out or something, but I, that's not something I do. Well, whatever you're doing, is working. Lothario winks. But with both eyes. <laughs> you just hear the wet, crusty. <laughs> um, Lothario, L- L- uh, go home, you're drunk. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm right at home, and I point at his heart with you. <laughs> and he goes, tink. <laughs> <laughs> now that you got my juice, what you gonna do with it? <laughs> analyze it, of course. Yeah, yeah. analyze it. Analyze. Yeah. Uh, TV has TV is blocking out much of what Lothario is saying. Uh, Clint, roll an Arcana check. Sixteen plus eight, so that's uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. You can tell, looking at the architecture of the magic that forms this. You can also tell that this is using cutting-edge chemistry technology for this era. But you get the feeling that this is some sort of transmutation vial. You get two big observations from this. One is that this is a part of a much larger machine, but it is an important part. Mm. Two, this vial is able to, you believe, change the substance of whatever is inside. Also, the way the substance appears from nowhere, you believe that this device is able to manufacture the substance at infinity. So you could produce infinite water with this, with the right technology behind it. You believe that that's, if you're reverse engineering this machine, you think that might be part of it. <laughs> yes, very interesting. I, I uh, can tell it has um, some transmutative properties, and it, it can um, pot- potentially uh, create uh, various liquids in ad infinitum. It's uh, very interesting. Uh, it is simply a, a piece to a greater uh, yep. part of a, a, a wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, what, where, where did you get this? This is very uh, high, 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 high tech. Um, uh, very, very magical. This, this, whoever created this is a someone I would very much like to talk to. You forgot to say it tastes like oranges sometimes. <laughs> it's a big well, part. It, 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 it is uh, transmutative properties of creating liquids uh, on demand. Uh, yes, it very well could uh, taste like oranges, but the, it, it is, the liquid is not the, the, the wondrous thing. It's the vial itself is it, what's um, uh, very fascinating. Hmm. You don't understand how to change the liquid inside, how to control that yet, but you did discover in your Arcana check that there was a switch, I guess would be the best way to say it, that would allow you to release the contents of the vial, but you are limited to the amount that's in that vial. Mm. Um, Then the 
slot closes and it will refill. You can do that three times a day. Three oh, shots. <laughs> I need to pl play with this uh, more to uh, be able to control. This vial is, is, is what's creating the liquid. The liquid itself is is really just, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's whatever, well, I can't figure out how to control what liquid it is, but the vial has um, transmutative properties and, and can um, create uh, different liquids at infinitum. infinitum. This is very interesting. There's a button on the bottom that um, can control how, how the, the, the vial um, releases the liquid. Oh, that's, uh, this is, uh, Chud, Chud, uh, where's, where's Chud? Uh, this is um, very interesting. I'd love to share this with him. He's the only person that could probably follow what I'm saying. Uh, uh, having been drinking a little bit, um, Kevin was going to swat at it as, as, as you yes. know, his reflex would do. Uh, I rolled a two though, so if you want to hang that picture for us. While TV is describing this thing and, and calling for Chud over, uh, Kevin is actually behind him and sees all his attention. Being He's focused. holding up the light and it's glinting yeah. and it's very mesmerizing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kevin attempts to swat at it, but Kevin's not really actually used to drinking things that are alcoholic, let alone non-milk. <laughs> Kevin uh, did not realize how drunk he was. He goes to paw, but throws way too much of his weight forward, and he can't compensate. <laughs> so uh, right about the time Tifi calls to Chud, and Chud's about to answer, you hear the clang of a tabaxi and metal armor hitting the ground as he swatted too far forward, not accounting for the weight Ooh. of his armor. Face plant, nice. Mm. And as far as the drinking, uh, Kevin is actually lactose intolerant intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> when he drinks things that yes. aren't milk, it fucks with him a little bit. He's going to be spray painting a toilet tonight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Tiffy, what are you going to eat over there? Sorry, I've been abnormally silent. I had a little <laughs> bit of molly after we defeated Lord Privilege and Oh, um, well then, uh, perhaps now is not the best time to... Nonsense! I love colors. I can see the colors of the thing, the vial you got in your hand. Let me take a gander at that. Um, uh, uh, this is, um... Are, are you sure? I'm perfectly sure. Uh, Molly's been known to open up the mind to experiences and forbidden places of knowledge long forgot to, well, to man I, and others. I, that, that makes me wish that chemicals had any effect on me. Then, then perhaps that would be um, in, interesting to play with. Uh, I wonder if there's a way to um, find... Get Anyways, yeah, uh, chemicals have no effect on you, brother. That's a fate worse than death. Uh, I, I'm quite fine the way I am, I, I believe. But, um, anyways, uh, I, sh sh uh, yeah, okay, here. Uh, 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 Chud reaches for the vial that TV's handed out. As soon as Chud's hand makes contact with the vial, the contents of the vial, which prior to Chud touching it, was an orangish liquid. As soon as Chud touches it, the ends of the vial light up with a uh, slight blue tint as it's emitting uh, some sort of energy uh, that heats up a little bit. That lighting up at the end only lasts for a few seconds before uh, inside the vial, the color and even consistency of the liquid is changed from a watery red to kind of more of a milky white. TV the whole time is like puffing on his smoker's pipe that he that he has. He always has it in his mouth, by the way, listeners. Is that fucking owl Remember still in that, here? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, the the owl I pop out of existence uh, a lot of the time. It's only it's a utilitarian uh, beast. What do you think wow. here, Hudson? As Chud shows the vial to the hawk sitting on his shoulder, Hudson says that you need to show your familiar a bit more love and affection. Um, I disagree. It's it's a, a spell. It's just pops it onto my shoulder. Look, well, it's here now. It does whatever I want, whenever I want it. 
out of existence. It's fine. I like to imagine when it shows up, it just freaked the fuck out because, like, oh my god, what's been happening to me? <laughs> well, that's the thing, brother. Uh, anything can be reduced to its basest parts. At the end of the day, your familiar needs to be an extension of you. It needs to be comfortable with you. If you treat it like a utilitarian tool, I feel that philosophically, you miss much of the point of having a companion. Treat everyone like they're a utilitarian tool, including myself and my, my brain. and that's, that's what everything is to me. Well, brother, I wish that I could give you some molly to help open up some of those closed emotional doors you have. Let me rub against you for a little bit. Oh, oh. Uh, Lothario! Uh, Chud, Chud, Stranger danger! Chud, who's, by the way, stands much taller I than Tifi. choose between the two predators. That he's, <laughs> he's, oh, that one better! He's looking at the vial, but, like, just because you assume it makes him feel better, he's rubbing his shoulder and arm against Tifi. Let me see here. And Chud's going to roll an Arcana check. I think you should have asked Jesse's consent before you made him rape somebody. <laughs> Chud rolled a natural one. Uh, so you just hear from Chud, let me see, if you want my professional learned man's opinion, let me just tell you that this fluid looks exactly like frosty cold milk. And then he reaches, oh, by the way, I'm getting the thirst. And he reaches into his jug and completely loses track of the thought process that he was on with the vial. Very good. Uh, bye, bye, Chud. He grabs the, TT grabs the uh, vial back and uh, just like, Chud doesn't seem to notice your absence. He just continues petting his soft, familiar, come here, Hoots. <laughs> <laughs> I did not imply that he was going to fuck I the didn't bird. I <laughs> Your lap said differently. <laughs> Chud fucks the bird. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> getting weird. Yeah, good thing Jesse's not here. Jesse would have a lot of objections with the wait, direction wait we took. Wait a minute, Chuck. wait a minute. I don't like the direction you're taking my character. That's going to be next episode. He's yeah. just him coming back like, what's your Next episode is going to be him tweeting out apologies for his behavior. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, don't, I drank and don't remember. I don't know what got over me. Kevin gets up to use the restroom, goes over to the one toilet at the end, and sees Lothario passed out, mumbling, come here, TV. Uh, Tifi uh, writes a note for Lothario telling him that he's going to um, be studying the, or they are going to be studying the vial in the um, tinkering lab. Tifi, and, um, take my juice. I just, uh, I go to the ship and to the tinkering room to, to just study the hell out of that vial. Excellent, excellent. I like it. Kevin, though, seeing that the toilet is obstructed. Kevin is not really a prankster kind of guy, but man, I would love to place the the immovable rod right above Lothario's back so that he can't get out. <laughs> you are drunk. Yeah, you would just think you're putting it somewhere. You're like, you know, I'll put this here. <laughs> All right. Uh, before I leave, he, he, even though Lothario's my friend, I'm not really a prankster, um, I'm a little drunk. And so I see him slumped across the toilet. I take the immovable rod and I place it just above his back. To, I, I hit the button and place it right above his back. In, in my mind, I'm like sort of helping him make sure he doesn't fall or hurt himself. But he's, he's going to be pinned there. But in reality, Lothario will not be able to get up until somebody deactivates this rod. So Kevin, believing he's done a good deed for his friend, Kevin, believing he's done a good deed for his friend, walks out the front door to go find a place to pee. When he goes outside, though, he sees that much of the town is still parting. They've, while the tavern has, well, the inside of the tavern has been the group's place to party. Outside, 
shit's going off. It's Mardi Gras outside. Like for like the flags team of the adventure. You know, like the <laughs> chess club. You guys are the real heroes. Like if you guys think of you guys are the VIP room, if anything. Yeah. It's just a lame <laughs> VIP room where people are just getting to know each other. Yeah, it's rapey like a VIP room. Yeah. <laughs> when Kevin is outside, however, uh, he is spotted by two fellow paladins who are have mugs of beer in their hand or are clearly celebrating. Uh, they see they see a fellow paladin dressed in his distinctive paladin armor and with uh, the colors. Name tag. Paladin, well met, brother. Kevin heals from over his shoulder. Tell me, what oath have you taken? Ah, greetings, my brothers. I have taken the oath of vengeance. Oath of vengeance? May ah. I ask you a question? Yes, sir, please. For the hero who saved Crow's Point, you may ask me of anything, <sighs> brother. Can you direct me to the temple of the Moraturi in this town? That is the group I am from, and I was sent here. Upon hearing Kevin's question, the paladin, both of the paladins look at each other and la let out a hearty laugh. Uh, way harder than any laugh Kevin thought he would get from this. <laughs> <laughs> no, brother, you should not be finding one of those in this town. Are you certain? I was sent here as the most successful ambassador of my sect to come and make sure that this branch was running at the utmost performance. You can see the paladins, as drunk as they are, uh, squint at you to see if you're messing with them, but they see the earnestness in Kevin's face. Brother, you're from the Moratori sect, are you not? That is correct, from St. Isidius. Yes, follow, and then uh, the other uh, paladin goes, mm, yes, followers of Saint Asidius. Yes, I've heard quite a bit. And you can see they, am, whis they whisper stuff back and forth to each other. I have been dubbed the most successful ambassador of our group. I am sent from town to town to different outposts to make sure that our group is getting its message put out to the masses and everyone is working their hardest. Well, you can tell that they're trying very hard to be polite. I respect those who go by their own code, who don't need uh, a hierarchy to tell them what to do. You must be much more free now. I'm just confused. I was sent to this town. I was told we had an outpost here. And yet, when I sent message back to my previous location, I could not get a hold of anyone there. Tell me, brother, when was the last time you spoke with somebody from the Moratori Brotherhood? Oh, it's been months now. The paladin has a solemn look on his face. Well, brother, he opens his mouth to say something and stops himself. And the other paladin responds and says, Well, no matter, you've done a great thing here in Crow's Point. Well, no matter where they've sent you, clearly they sent a powerful and capable paladin. Here, here, brother. And they both raise their glasses and drink to you. Yes, I've been sent to multiple locations. My work is in high demand in my group. And then one of them drunkenly says, it must be difficult being the last of your kind. Oh no, no, there are many of the Moratori. As soon as he says that, the other paladin slaps him. You know what, um, brother, it's been wonderful to see you. I am sorry that we could not regale you with tales of our sex as well, but we should be going. If you ever find yourself in Duke's court, please look up the paladins, Sir Coulier and Sir Stamos. I will indeed. And when I find my temple in this town, feel free to come and visit. We, and they looks awkwardly at each other, we will, brother, we will. Great work here at Crow's Point, top notch. And they walk away, kind of wondering if they've been fucked with. Right as those two paladins leave, uh, Kevin starts walking uh, either to the temple or perhaps to go pee. At that point, Gremble comes up, uh, his chest is bandaged up. 
I thought I heard you guys talking about paladin stories. I'd like to go ahead and join this conversation and regale you with some tales of the Underdark that I had on an adventure many moons ago. Oh, I've had enough stories for tonight. Thank you, though. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll find somebody else then. And Grimmel sadly walks away. Not <laughs> just Grimmel, just tell Grimmel stories. <laughs> Back in that bar, nobody <laughs> liked to hear me stories either, you say, as he's... <laughs> and with that, everybody drunkenly finds a place to sleep, be it... Under an unmovable rod, yeah. <laughs> kicked into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Just a Real bunch hero of stuff. Toilet paper roll pillows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, while you were passed out drunk that night, so you're drunk, Cabbage. Yeah. You find yourself in your dream, you are in front of Hanseth, the god that you met prior, your patron, the source of decorative cabbage's power. My, my number one guy. Bruh. The massive dwarven figure reeking of garbage and just alcohol and just fucking punk. Smells like a mosh pit. Uh, looks in at you. I like what you've been doing since the last time we talked. By the way, you look fucking drunk, man. It must be a hell of a party. So good. Alright, I can't understand ya. This is someone needs to shut that dog up. He look looks around. There's no dog, man. <laughs> you know what? I have a gift for you. Uh, when you and, and uh, he snaps his fingers, and you notice the sandwich tin. Uh, you feel heat coming from the sandwich next to you. I thought it was really sick the way you handled those Warforged just as they were waking up to experience life. You fucking crushed them, man. And that's the shit I'm talking about, brah. Because that gave you the one thing you wanted in life, brah. That sandwich tin, infinite sandwiches. I knew it! And then he pulls the sandwich on and tries to football kick it. Don't even roll for it. Decorative cabbage, you take a sandwich out, throw it up into the air, uh, try to kick, and end up... L- Charlie Browning yourself. <laughs> you did. You drunkenly played the role of Lucy and Charlie Brown. <laughs> and uh, decorative cabbage lands on his head in this dream, somehow knocking him. Yeah, the sandwich lands on his face, uh, and that he goes unconscious. And Hans just like fucking hell, bro. And then, uh, but before it fades out, he does steal your wallet. <laughs> Shut up. And decorative cabbage wakes up. The next morning, Chud, who I'm going to believe fell asleep in the uh, main room of the inn, the, the dining room where p- people drink and party, wakes up to hearing Lothario calling for help. Help! Oh, what happened? Shut the hell up! People are trying to sleep in the common room here. Okay. That would be just sitting in there watching, ru- watching and giggling the whole time. Just like, uh, eventually. <laughs> I can't move! Chud eventually walks into the bathroom because he has to relieve himself. What the hell are you doing? Get out of the way. I need to use the toilet. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Look at I'm him. Trying. He's stuck. He's stuck. It's hilarious. <laughs> he hears through awakened mind. Does Lothario <laughs> can hear? Get up. Get up, dummy. Who's inside me right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on, get up. I don't have time for this, Lothario. I'm just going to pee around you if you can't if no, you no, refuse no, no, to no. move. This is the greatest. <laughs> you have two seconds to move. It's coming out. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I'm going to do an accuracy roll for uh, Judd. <laughs> oh, God. What's your modifier? 
you know what? It doesn't matter because I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about this, brother. I never have great accuracy in the morning. <laughs> Someone get it on tape for later. I thought there was three restrooms yeah. in here. <laughs> uh, you hear him say, sorry, I'm coming down from a morning wood. As he says, as as the accuracy has like three streams come out. And it's like hidden, wood. <laughs> hidden Lothario. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, come in here. This is hilarious. This would be hot on any other. <laughs> Decorative cabbage uh, has run downstairs to see this. Yeah. You would think he'd be the most passed out, the most drunk, but he woke up for this. Yeah, this is Lothario great. like does his best to try to imagine that it's Teefy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. I hope like, and after he tried his like done. Tom Hanks from uh, League of Their Own just, <laughs> just like, going and going and going. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have a bladder the size of a cow. So I think that <laughs> I didn't major in biology, but I think it means I have six bladders. I, I actually, damn it, that was the joke I was gonna do. <laughs> I actually have four bladders. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, so after what seems like ten minutes of Lothario enduring this, finally goes. I'm so sorry, brother. And he uses prestidigitation to clean you up. Uh, now let me take a look at that rod. He, after How about a, the one on his back, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Why do you have an erection now, brother? I was just peeing on you. New kink unlocked. After a few seconds, uh, Chud is able to figure out how to deactivate the immovable rod. He deactivates it, picks it up. Lothari was able to get, move freely. The whole time, pointing and laughing. Kevin walks in. Ah, I see my rod had kept you safe over the night. Very good. <laughs> real funny, Kevin. Real <laughs> funny. Boy, you're a real trickster. Uh, just then, Gremble comes into the room. Man, did it just get nerdier in here? I come to everybody shitting on Gremble. I'm usually a fairly popular guy. I'm... <laughs> Let me tell you, back in me days at Ad Bar, I used to, oh, I used to wear a leather jacket. Oh my god. <laughs> I once jumped a shark with a... A wicked mind to Lothario. Does this guy ever shut up? <laughs> I have so much wisdom to give, why won't you listen? And we are going to cut there. Uh, we go to the laboratory. While in the lab, Tifi is working, examining the vial using the various lab equipment he has there. And in the middle of this, he all of a sudden, he finally is able to hear the broadcast, but it's a very distorted, it's not coming in well. As a matter of fact, it causes Tifi intense pain deep in it. And after 10 seconds, it just starts getting louder and louder and louder. And with that, TV finally blacks out. TV shuts down. His joints go back to the most easily restable position. But like most humanoids, when they pass out, he does not pass out. He is, because he is a warforged, remains standing. He looks like a person who's gone catatonic with their eyes closed. And uh, that's where we're going to leave off. Thank you very much for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Bye. I love you. Bye. Later, nerds. Thank you so very much for listening, and I hope you stick around as we grow and get better. If you like what you heard, please check out my other podcast, Science Faction. It's a comedy science news program available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, nerds. See you next week.